Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Overcome Porncast, the longest 15-minute podcast uh, on the market these days. Uh, I am your host, Jack Dodgen, joined, as always, by my co-host, Chris Croats. Chris, how are you doing, man? Oh, pretty good. It's been um, a while. I don't know how we can have the, the longest 15 minutes. It's not like longest in uh, you listen to it and it's the longest 15 minutes of your life, but it's <laughs> it's... It's a long 15 minutes because it's actually 30 minutes most of the time. So, uh, Oh, I see where, you, I see where yeah, you're going there. Yeah. Okay. It's the longest 15-minute uh, podcast. That's definitely true. Um, yeah, but we're going we're gonna to try to – I say we're going to try to remedy this, but I don't know how true that is. I would like to, for the sake of our, our listeners who pull us up going, you know, I, I have a good 15 minutes here. Uh Give them, give them something for 15 minutes instead of 30. I know that we're robbing them of 15 minutes of us, but that's okay. That is true. Dear listener, if you want to hear more of Chris and I talking, go listen to our other podcasts. I mean, we've got like, we've got like 30. We've been doing this for a little while Do now. Do we really? I think we have a lot. Yeah. Wow. Well, or like the number 30 may just be on my mind. Because I did say 30 minutes a second ago, so I may be lying. I may be completely full of it and not know that I am completely full of it, which is the best way to be, I suppose. Oh, you know what? You want to hear something funny? What's you know, that? You know how I told you before our recording that I was going to start a stopwatch <laughs> to make sure that we stayed at 15 minutes? Guess who didn't start a stopwatch until a minute in? Oh, this is going to be a doozy. I, <laughs> it's a good start. It's a good start. Welcome to the new year, people that are listening. This is the first one of this year, 2017. uh, The world is still spinning. We're all still here. And Chris and I are still going to talk about uh, porn stuff and what you can do to get through it or help others. Absolutely. That's what we do. That is what we do. Doesn't matter what year it is. That's right. Still a problem. Still a problem. Still something still we want to talk with. about. Um, before we get into what we're going to talk about today, which is uh, how ministers can talk about pornography and we're going to deal with from the pulpit and from a Bible class. Before we get into that, I saw an interesting article we shared up on the Overcome page the other day that uh, hotel rooms might be having uh, pornography replaced by Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like Netflix might be closing the door on porn in hotel rooms, which is pretty sweet. Uh, Look at that. And it turns out that that's this is actually the article said is a very good thing for hotels. One from a moral standpoint, but the article didn't really deal with that. Uh, but the the major thing for hotels is that I think it said somewhere around seventy percent of people, uh, which means thirty percent of people don't. I might I might just have the number thirty in my head today. For some weird reason, uh, but seventy percent of people are, I know um, that a high percentage of people, whenever they have on their bill the added expense that they paid for pornography in their hotel room, will fight it, and the hotel will just cancel it, and so hotels are actually losing money on pornography. Interesting. Uh, so it turns out they're pretty happy with Netflix because. People aren't ashamed to pay for Netflix, but they are ashamed to pay for pornography and don't want it on record. So, uh, at least there's that too that people still feel ashamed about this stuff uh, for the most part, which is nice. That's good to know. 
We don't want we don't we don't want you to feel horrible, but we want you to feel bad about it because you should feel bad about it. It's a bad thing to do. Um, but here's uh, here's how somebody who's a minister uh, can encourage somebody to get out of it without saying things like I don't know what are what are things you've heard ministers say about uh, pornography or helping other people through it that you thought was pretty bad. Like a bad way to handle it. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> I've heard <coughs> the uh, if, if they would just quit being perverted, then it wouldn't be a problem. I've heard that one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. You know, I, I think one of the worst ones is uh, I've seen a couple preachers do this, where they they're not very comfortable saying the word pornography. Sure. Um. Or really anything to deal with sexual sin. So they try to skirt around it <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, they do things like, you, you uh, know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, it makes everyone really awkward, more awkward than if you would have just said the word pornography. Yeah. And then, and, but if there's also the, uh, the guy <sighs> who's fine with saying pornography, but you can't say porn. Cause it sounds like in some ways, porn sounds like dirtier than pornography does. Maybe. For whatever reason, I don't know. There's people Maybe like it's that. It's just too casual. Like you know, oh yeah, you and pornography are old buds. We we call each other porn. <laughs> okay, that, that's fair. Maybe. I never really thought of it like that. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's how that works. Um, yeah, but there's that, and then there's well, if you would just pray that you wouldn't have the issue. Oh yeah. Which uh, there should always be prayer involved in anything you're trying to overcome, but to say that. If you just pray that, well, you know, you still have the problem because you haven't prayed about it. It's just not true. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty and along dismissive with that, reading your Bible, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you just read your Bible more and saw that God thinks what you're doing is a sin, that would get you to snap out of it. Like, no, nah, it doesn't yeah. quite work that way. So Yeah, for, I mean, for those of us who have been there and heard these preachers say these things, it's kind of like, all right, well, then I am out of options because I've definitely been doing <laughs> yeah. Um, so here are some thoughts. Uh, maybe you have been doing that. Maybe you haven't touched on the issue at all, which I, Chris and I both encourage you. If you haven't talked about this ever, uh, you need to talk about this to your congregation. There are people in your congregation who struggle with this. I, I guarantee it. Uh, probably unless, more than you think. Yeah, probably more than you think uh, with the the chances of an exception being like very, very low. This, this is a, an extremely common problem that's not commonly dealt with. Yeah, um, I mean, that's why we're here. That's yep. Why that's, we're that's why this. we're doing <laughs> something like this. Uh, and why there aren't other people who can actually do 15 minute podcast talking about it. So, I mean, this, this is what you get when you don't talk about porn, you get me and Chris talking about right. porn. Uh, I would love I, for us to live in a world where we didn't have to do this, but, uh, <laughs> That's not now. That's not 2017. <laughs> we do enjoy the podcast, though. Yeah, I mean, that's true. every time that's I call true. it porn, I'm going to be thinking about the yeah, me and porn. We're just good old buddies. First name basis. First name no. basis. <laughs> Pornography. All right. Um. So if you are a preacher and you want to tackle this thing from the pulpit, uh, some things you need to keep in mind as far as how you approach it. Uh, the first one is this. You're going to have kids uh, in your audience. Uh, there have been a few times where I've dealt with like homosexuality in a group 
uh, setting, uh, a group sermon kind of a deal. And not that that was the focus of the sermon, but it was something that I mentioned in there. I was fine with saying the word. Uh, nobody, no parents came up and said they had a problem with me using the word. And it, it's something they wanted to be dealt with and all that kind of stuff. But you do have to keep in mind, like, you can only, you, you need to be careful that you don't, uh, I mean, you don't want these three-year-old kids going home. It, you know, mommy was pornography. You know, that's... Yeah, that's rough. Uh, it's It's good that kids are talked to about this stuff, but you don't want to be the spark that causes, you know, uh, three-year-olds or whatever to start asking questions like this all the time. So uh, you got to keep in mind the fact that your your listening group covers very young, very old. I mean, you're going to have people on the other end of the spectrum who, when pornography was a thing for them, like you had to go to the store and everybody knew that you bought it because it was in this paper bag. And I mean, so it, it was a different era, just different time of pornography. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is most most of the people you're preaching to are going to fall in the uh, Chris, see if you agree with me on this. Somewhere like the younger teen side, so like 12 uh, up through probably 40-ish, 50 years old. Does that seem right to you? Yeah, that's about right. Because most, well, and maybe a little older, but a lot of those that are older, it was kind of a, it, it wasn't internet. It wasn't an internet type of thing whenever they were here. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever they were here here on Earth. I don't know what I was thinking when I said that sentence. Uh, <laughs> whenever whenever they had pornography as a thing, it was a much different way to access it. It was much more difficult and all that stuff. And then anyone mm-hmm. younger than... Uh, I'd say anyone younger than 12, though it does happen, uh, 12 is kind of that point where a lot of kids are exposed. So... Uh, so be aware of the people listening to your sermon when yeah. you preach about this subject. Um, when you I never preach really thought about, about it, um, the other end of the spectrum there, Jack, that you just mentioned I, about the audience, but it definitely yeah. makes sense. And I've definitely got some backlash from the uh, older members of a church for saying, you know, words like pornography or sex or homosexuality um, because it's just – you know, for a lot of the older generation, those words are taboo. You know, it's right. You just don't talk about those things. You know, this is a, this is a church building, <laughs> right? Which is probably part of the feed for why it's not talked about as much. Oh yeah, uh, sure. not not out of not offending that group or something like that, but because it it was more of a taboo thing, and so it continued to be kind of uh, a taboo thing. And now we've got this issue that's very much secret but not secret yeah uh, but we kind of treat it that way so um when you when you preach about it let's talk about this because i know you've spoken on it several times i've i've spoken on it a few times uh, in the various places i've been as well uh what do you preach about when you preach a sermon on uh pornography chris well what i try to stick to are facts uh i try to use the the sermon as kind of a uh, jumping off point to start the conversation uh, to get okay. people to realize that, you know, if they are struggling 
that they are not alone uh, by, and you can do that just by talking about the facts of how frequent people use it, of how, you know, it has invaded the church and stuff like that. And so they realize, oh, I'm not alone. And then also the people who don't struggle with it, or maybe they have a loved one who struggles with it. It kind of, you know, it opens up their mind to realize that this stuff is going on, that it, it's a problem and that it needs to be talked about. Yeah. So you're not, you're not seeking to, uh, I I guess in a lot of sermons, maybe we're trying to solve the issue. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, if the issue is we're preaching to somebody who's not saved, right? Well, we want to solve the issue by showing them here's how you're saved. And at the end, it's kind of a, you know, come do that today. Yeah. Uh, But that's not really these sermons it's uh and I, I like the phrasing of that it's the jumping off point it's the uh you know here's this piggybacking off what we said a second ago here's this secret thing but it's not actually that secret and let me show you just numbers you know uh, yeah. numbers of how it is and it becomes more personal when the person i mean i think people can understand numbers a little better like oh wow okay 60 percent of people or all these people are uh, dealing with it or have seen it or uh, mm-hmm. have this issue. And so the people who don't really struggle with it, they can realize, okay, it's a common problem. And then those that do have the issue are going, okay, uh, I'm one of those those people. Hopefully in the sermon, and, and you said that you do this, don't just give facts. Um, use it as the jumping off point. I mean, it's it's one thing to give numbers, uh, but as Chris was saying there too, give the facts, but then also let it be a jumping off for a conversation. Uh, yeah. The people in your listening group that have the problem need to know that they can come talk to you. Yeah. Uh, or and to that, somebody. I mean, that ties into application, right? Of Yes. Your application should not be, I mean, you can tie this in, but it should not only be, we'll just pray more and read your Bible and it'll take care of it. Because this, any anything that has an addictive quality to it, there needs to be more than that. There needs, there needs to be accountability. There needs to be um, a conversation about it. And there needs to be confession. Um, so the application of your lesson should be, like I said, it's a jumping off point if you struggle Come talk to me or find someone to talk to. Uh, don't keep putting this off thinking that it's going to take care of itself. Because if time has taught you anything, if you're talking to the addict, right? Right. You know that that's a lie. Yeah, and that's, you know, maybe you tie in the subject of pornography into a grander lesson on. Yeah, that's true. Like sins that aren't dealt with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do it that way instead of just focusing on the one thing. Um, maybe you, maybe you are just, maybe you're afraid of what the backlash might be, or you you won't do the topic justice. There are people who are, you know, preachers who are willing to talk about this stuff, no problem. Uh, yeah. So maybe get somebody else in and have them talk about the subject. But the the application to a sermon is. Uh, one of the most important parts, if not the most important part of the sermon, it needs to be biblical, you need to be leading people in the correct way, but they need to have something to do once they've been given all this information. And when it comes to pornography, don't end with, all right, uh, stop doing it, 
let's stand and sing, yeah. you know, like that doesn't, or, that doesn't <laughs> get you there. Come forward and, you know. Yeah, tell everybody that you, that you are one of these, you know, the application that might is, happen, <laughs> it but, might happen, yeah, uh, but the, the application ought to be, if you're not sure how to end a sermon like this, encourage those in the congregation who aren't, who are struggling with it to go to somebody they trust uh, to look for accountability in that uh, and offer yourself as maybe maybe you don't have the time to offer yourself as an accountability partner you know to uh, potentially what if 20 people come up and need an accountability partner you, you can't be that guy for 20 people yeah but you can say uh, those in the congregation who are dealing with it, find somebody you trust to talk to about it, to be your accountability partner. Uh, yeah. Those in the congregation who don't struggle with it, be willing to listen, to not overreact, to to want to be there for the person dealing with the issue. Uh, and then offer Absolutely. yourself up as if you need to know how to, you know, what accountability looks like, programs to help with this. Then offer yourself up as come talk to me personally, and I'd love to help you get that set up. So yeah. it's you just become somebody who introduces what accountability looks like and gives people the tools. Which I mean, we've talked about accountability resources all over last year's podcast. Yeah, stuff, there you so. go again. If you uh, need, uh, <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, just go back and yeah, we've got it. And I'm sure that we'll podcast. talk about it more in the future as well. So, uh, but that's I think the best. The best thing you can do, because any of us can go look up facts and those types of things, when it comes down to the end of the sermon, encourage those who have the problem to go talk to people they trust, encourage those who don't have the problem to listen, and set yourself up as the guy who is happy to show them accountability and introduce them to some resources. Uh, If we're going to keep with the 15-minute thing, we've already blown it, but we're going to go through this one in like a minute or so. So in a Bible class setting... Uh, it's pretty similar to what we dealt with. Um, you keep the application the same. You want to encourage uh, this listening and all that kind of stuff uh, as far as the application goes. The difference comes in with the fact that in a Bible class setting, your listening group is more tailored. Yeah, you can tailor your audience. Of, yeah. You know, uh, only, uh, only adults or you can even you know say beforehand, maybe do some uh, the week before of, hey, the next week we're going to be tackling this subject. If you would like your teenage son or daughter to sit in on this, realizing that this is going to be an adult conversation, that would be great. Yeah. And it's uh, like I remember going through high school and doing the every young man's battle and then every mm-hmm. young woman's battle thing. And they split the girls and guys up and that then, you know, they let the parents know and all that stuff. But we dealt with things that it was taught from a teen boy perspective about dealing with and overcoming those things and all that. So it's when you're in a Bible class setting, you can kind of narrow in. You don't have to stick to kind of the broad. I I guess the sermon is more of a general type of thing, facts, and it's an issue and all that. Whereas Bible class would be more, we know it's an issue. Maybe you have some facts in there, but you deal maybe more practically with it. How does somebody in their 20s and 30s deal with how does somebody in their teens deal with, you know, pornography yeah, or, and all that? You know, what does confession look like? What does accountability look like? How do you yeah. do it? I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the things that we tackle on the show, right? Of, you know, yeah. What is what is this actually, and what is the 
practical application of it. And, and maybe you start out with a general sermon, having classes in place to say over the next couple weeks we're going to be studying in, you know, we'll have a teacher for the teens, we'll have a teacher for this group, we'll have a teacher for this group that wants to expand the conversation a little further if mm-hmm. you're interested in attending. Uh, maybe well, you do something like that. So, um, Shameless plug here for Go ourselves. For uh, just like you had said before with the sermon, if you aren't comfortable doing this, uh, email Jack or myself uh, because we would love nothing more than to come into a congregation and talk about these things that you know you might realize that need to be talked about, but maybe you aren't, you don't have the background, or you're worried about any backlash that might happen um, to your ministry. Yeah, people people can yell at the guest speaker all day long because the guest speaker exactly. leaves, so leave. it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so if, if you're not comfortable doing it yourself, get somebody else uh, that you know that would handle the subject well. But I think that's the biggest thing we dealt with today was when you talk about the subject, uh, from a sermon setting, keep it general. In a Bible class, be more specific. And maybe use the sermon as a launching point for some specialized classes in the weeks following. Uh, but be sure, and I think this is the best piece of information we can give, is when you apply the message, encourage people to go and encourage people to listen. Uh, build yeah. this. I mean, we're dealing with pornography, but when you have a congregation that is willing to listen to each other's struggles and help each other through struggles, regardless of what it is, you're growing a strong congregation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and so this is not limited to just pornography. You're You're going to help your congregation grow this way as the uh, congregates bear one another's burdens uh, and so fulfill uh, the law of Christ there. Uh, that's Whoa. our show for today. I think we it was, almost made 15 that's pretty minutes. good. Uh, <laughs> we definitely made 20 minutes. Uh, so it's the, it's a little shorter of the longer, and the longest this is only half podcast. of the stuff that we wanted to cover. <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> which means you should join us next time as we deal more with this idea of presenting Uh, the topic of pornography to your congregation or to other people and how you can help them through it. But that's the show for today. I want to thank you for listening. Check out uh, starttofinish.org. That's where these podcasts are held. Uh, And we'll update our Overcome Online Facebook page as well with this stuff. Uh, Visit Strong Church too, which is something that Chris and I are involved in with all kinds of different things. And uh, we'll see you next time.